Welcome to Peak Tales, a conversation about chromatography. Now here's your host, John. Everybody, this is John. Welcome back to the Peak Tales podcast. Program note, we have set up an email address just for you to give us feedback on show topics, what you'd like to see in the future, and any other information that you would want to provide for us. The email address is peaktails, all one word, at agilent.com. So that's peaktails at agilent.com. I'll put it in the show notes for today's episode. Well, today we are going to be talking about connections. We've titled this episode, It's All About Connections, and we'll be talking about HPLC connections. Let's jump right into it with my good friend, Paul. How are you doing, Paul? I'm great, John. Thank you very much for having me back. I really appreciate it. So today we're talking about connections um, and not, you know, the North Jersey sort of who you know and, and that type of connection, but connections to and from your column, to and from your valves, uh, to and from your pumps. And uh, in particular, when we talk about connections, we talk about leaks, we talk about uh, void or mixing volumes that are involved with those connections. And so it's always been a challenge, I think, for a lot of chromatographers. We spend a lot of time. It's really, really interesting. Well, okay, I, how I define interesting might be questionable, but I find it interesting. We get a lot of phone calls from new chromatographers, uh, maybe first-year grad students or, or seniors in college who are doing research, and uh, you spend 15 minutes on the phone talking to someone, working them through how to make a swage lock connection, right? And it's not trivial. There's, there's the nut. We use a two-piece ferrule, so there's a nut, there's a back ferrule, there's a front ferrule, and you need something to, to, to uh, swage that into and, and set the ferrule. And at the end of the day, when the front ferrule is set, there's a piece of the stem of the, of the tubing that protrudes from the ferrule. And that has to be precise so that it, it butts up uh, smoothly and flush internally with the valve or with the column. So what if you miss that? Like, so what if you make it too short? What if happens? you make it too short, there's a, there's a gap, right? And then what happens is, and you can think about this as, um, like if you put a, a thin piece of tubing into a large glass, uh, as water's flowing through the tubing, it, it's moving in a nice uniform way, but when it hits that larger volume of the glass, it mixes, it diffuses, it goes all over the place, right? So that, that same sort of thing happens. You get this mixing chamber when you have a short connection. And in that mixing chamber, your, your analyte in particular spreads out. It, it's no longer this tight little packet flowing through the tubing. It mixes out, it disperses, and you, you tend to get very broad peaks. You tend to get peak tailing and, and things of that nature. So making a good fitting in and of itself is somewhat challenging. The other challenge, of course, is there are other manufacturers out there, um, thinking of one in particular that I used to work for, uh, where the length of the stem that protrudes past the ferrule is different for their columns, or for many of their columns, than it is for anybody else's. It's different than the industry standard, which is swage lock. And uh, so swage lock is a 0.09 inch um, protrusion from the, from the ferrule, and, and that's what everyone else uses. Uh, you know, there is a, a company that uses a 0.13 instead of 0.09, and it's somewhat clever in, in that it really does kind of drive you to buy their columns once you 
buy into their instruments. Um, and we used to, it's interesting, uh, in many labs, I've, well, two different labs I've worked in, we used to actually keep two sets of uh, tubing to connect to columns. And one was set with the 0.09 inch for everybody else's columns, and the other was that 0.13 for this second company's columns. And we would literally switch the tubing going from the, uh, the heat exchanger to the front of the column, depending on what column we were using. Um, and, you know, it gets to be a pain in the neck. More importantly, it's, it's a very, very small difference to see. So we used to have to label our tubing. I cannot tell you how many times I've thrown tubing away because, yes, there was a tape label on it, but I could no longer read the, the writing as to which one it was. Uh, so one of the things we've come up with at Agilent a couple years ago now is what we call quick turn and quick connect fittings. Uh, you've heard of them, right? Yeah, we have. They've been out actually for a few years, uh, and they're really popular. So the, the, the thing about the quick turn is, is it, it solves two issues. And the first is it's completely toolless, right? So mm -hmm. when you're making a, 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 a connection, you need a pair of wrenches, one to hold the column and one to tighten the swage lock nut. Uh, oftentimes, the wrenches are always, they're, they're, they're in your way practically, right? Nine times out of 10, they're, they're, they're on the keyboard, they're, they're someplace that they're, you're practically tripping over them. That 10th time, that's when you want to change your column and you can't find the darn things, right? So uh, the, the quick connects uh, are finger tight. It's really awesome. It's got a, a lever on it. It looks like the latch on a bicycle uh, right. tire or ax uh, axle. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, you, you finger tighten a blue knurled nut then you, you close down, and it's loose finger tight. It's not a test of strength, right? You really loose. And oh, you well that was always the thing in the lab with wrenches, right, where you can see, you know, who can actually <laughs> tighten the column nut onto the, you know, column, the, and, and then you couldn't get the thing off. And right. It, it, you, would, you would almost think that somebody was playing that game, you know, um, uh, you, know you take the big hammer the, the, and ring the bell and win a Cupid doll, right? right? You know, it's it's uh, how, how tight can you make this fitting? So in this case, it's really a loose connection. You, th you close the latch, and it's good to 1,300 bar. So the fact that it's toolless is in of itself just hugely convenient. You know, it, it's, it's nice, right? Um, the interesting thing is the way these work, they have a, an internal spring and, and some grippers that hold on to the end of the stem. And because of that, every time you, you make that connection, the end of the stem that protrudes past the ferrule reseats itself. So it, make, it goes completely flush with what you're, you're uh, joining to, and then it locks in place. And what that means is it doesn't matter what column you have. It doesn't matter what the depth of that column is. It could be 0 0.09. It could be 0 0.13. And this thing will seat flush and perfect every time. So there's no more need to label capillaries and exchange them and yes. lose them and right. I see. Yeah, you're you're not labeling them. You're not, you're not changing them. And the other thing is, interestingly enough, um, you would think with a finger tight and, and something this um, useful and something this sort of uh, universal that it would wear out quicker. Uh, when in fact, with the spring-loaded mechanism and the, and the front ferrule we're using, it's good for literally hundreds of connections, whereas with a hard stainless steel, you'll find after a dozen, two dozen. Depends on how 
grossly you over tighten it, you start to yep. lose your seal. Once you over tighten and start to lose your seal on the old style, uh, it's a downhill ride because then you have to tighten more to prevent it from leaking. And every time you tighten more, it, it gets worse. Right. right? So you're, what you're doing when you're tightening that much is you're deforming the ferrule, right? You're deforming the, the ferrule you're, and, and that eventually deforms the, the threads, right? So right, you, you, okay. you, get a poor, you get a poor seal. So yes, this is um, much easier. It's, it's much more robust. It fits any sort of column. We tend to, you know, we go and, and we do um, talks, and, and I'm in the tech support group, and we periodically go and do um, talks at either large events or even at customer sites. So I was down in um, North Carolina maybe a month ago, and, uh, well, let me back up. I should say that whenever we give a talk, we typically mention the quick connects at the end because they're just so darn handy, right? It's just one of those things you should always have a couple. So I'm down in North Carolina, and I'm giving a talk on method development, column selection, things of that nature. And at the very end, I, I said, you know, just finishing up with a couple of nice things to know. Um, one of them is we have these, these new finger-tight fittings, and we call them uh, quick connects. And a guy in the audience, now I'd met this guy before, so he wasn't, aggressively heckling me. Um, and he's a really nice guy. But a guy in the audience says, yeah, we call them quick leaks here. And I'm like, what? I, I, you know, I've, I've been using these things for years. Everybody I meet loves them. What the, what the heck, you know? So we got to talking, and it turns out there is one sort of gotcha with these fittings. And what that is is uh, we had talked earlier. I had mentioned that there's a spring loading right. mechanism, right? Now that spring loading not only uh, assists in moving the stem forward or backwards to, to make a custom fit for every column, but it, it is required. That spring drives the grippers that hold onto the back of the stem. And as a result of that mechanism, what we've done is we've made the stem at the ends of our tubing a little longer for these fittings. So we do have uh, two types of capillaries. We have, let's say you have a 105 millimeter red, you know, the 0.12. Uh, well, there are two of those now. There's, there's one with the standard stems and there's one with the longer stems for the quick turns. They're the same price. In, in some cases, I, I think the, the quick turn, uh, uh, quick connect ones are just, just a little bit less expensive, but not significantly, you know, like pennies different probably. But it's hard to look, unless you have some sort of micrometer eye that can, can look at that and say, oh, look, it's, it's a quarter of an inch shorter. Sure. You don't know. And it turned out, I was, I was asking the gentleman after the talk, and I said, wait, wait, do they leak right out of the package? Or is this when you replace the capillary for some reason? He goes, and he thinks about it. He's like, yeah, it's whenever I replace the capillary. And I'm like, you're, using, you're, you're not using the, the special cap the capillaries for this area. And he goes, I didn't know there were any. Right. So that's the you know that's the, the kind of one thing I think to to look out for, for these, um, but they're they're super resilient, they're easy to use. We also have now they're a little large as well. So if you're tight for space, uh, as much as I love that blue knurled nut and the latch, uh, the other option that's that would be the quick connect. The other option we have is called the quick turn, and the quick turn just looks like a slightly longer uh, suede lock nut. 
okay? But it has that same spring in it. So you can, and it's got, it's interesting because that one has a, it has a knurled fitting that you hold on to, but behind it, it has a hex head. So what you can do is you can finger tighten that. It doesn't have the latch to give you that leverage to seal at really, really high pressures. So we estimate you can finger tighten that up and it'll hold to up to around 600 bar. But the, the fitting itself, if you then put a wrench on it, would go up to 1300 as well. And that's a nice small fitting if you're tight for space. All right, so then if you have multiple columns in a column compartment, for example, and you don't have enough room for the latches, you would look at getting uh, these connectors. These quick connects, uh, these quick turns rather than quick connects, absolutely. Right. Or if you have uh, some people, so the, the a standard large column, say like a, a four six by 250, there's room for a quick connect. But some people, we, we have, and, and others have, columns that are, that are 300 millimeters long. Well, now you start to kind of butt up against the full length of the column compartment. And so there's not room for an extra inch or so of fitting. And that's uh, another great place to use a quick turn instead of a quick connect. Yeah, what we found is people wind up putting these on their machines and then they put it on one or two just to start, let's see how it works, and then the uptake is, is phenomenal. I mean, people are just like, well, I need to outfit my each one of my systems, and and these are in kits, so you can get them with the capillaries, all, you know, so you get the right capillary yes. with, the, with the right <laughs> connector. Um, it's all pretty laid out for you, and then you can one by one outfit each of your systems um, with, with these connectors, making it easier for your, your staff to, to do what they do, which is science and not worry about leaks and, and things Yeah, like it really does. I, I really think it, you know, if you look at the modern analytical lab now, um, our, our workflows have gotten longer and longer, and there's more and more stress. And the last thing you need is to worry about, you know, the kind of minutia. I mean, minutia is, is critical in, in analytical chemistry, right? That's, I mean, it's what we focus on. And, and, and our good results are the sum of attention to detail of, of minutia, but it all adds stress. And this is, this is a really great way, I think, to, uh, to reduce that stress, to increase uh, uptime, right? I mean, how, and, and the other thing is this, how many times, and, and you know, guys who are, who are my age and, and uh, have, have been doing this a really long time, you, you've got to be thinking this, right? How many times do you, you're making a connection and you drop a ferrule? And the ferrule you can't find, like, you know, maybe you drop it and you're like, oh, look, it's right there on the floor. If it's right there on the floor and you find it right away, it's because you have a whole bag of the darn things, right? If it's your last ferrule, it, it grows feet when it hits the ground, right? And you'll spend a half an hour looking for it. You know, I love the fact that you just make these, these quick connections and once it's on, it's on and you use it for months and months and months, years. Right, and then anyone can walk up to it and connect a column and be assured that that stem length is going to be correct. You're not going to have that volume. Uh, you're not going to get those mixing effects that are going to create, you know, peak broadening, peak tailing, all the things that, that you spoke about. Yeah, it, it's it's it keep it boosts your your efficiency in the lab. It it, it improves your uh, analytical results, um, and in some cases, it encourages you to change your columns a little more frequently. I, I've been in labs where we'll say, you know. I have a slightly better column, but I don't want to make and break that connection over and over again with a pair of wrenches because after a while it goes bad. And, and so I, I, it really it adds a lot. It sounds like a simple solution to a common problem, right? Yeah, it really is. It, it really is. 
Well, thank you, Paul. I do appreciate you coming in and, and telling some of the war stories uh, that, you, <laughs> that you see. Um, this is an interesting product and an uh, interesting innovation, actually. I think it won some innovation awards uh, a few years ago when it was first released. Yeah, I so, think you're right. Uh, a couple uh, national or, or worldwide rewards, uh, awards rather on uh, innovation is pretty impressive. So if you still have questions about this, uh, I would suggest that you contact us uh, here at Agilent, and we'd be more than happy to kind of step you through the different options, whether it be, uh, you know, Quick Connect uh, or the, the Finger Tight Connect with the wrench behind it. Uh, there's actually some great diagrams, some visuals, if you would. I mean, we're doing a podcast, so it's, it's hard to convey them, but there's some great <laughs> visuals that show... Uh, the stems and how they seed into different manufacturers' columns and, and often sometimes the problems that, that uh, you can have uh, with conventional types of fittings. And, and all those resources are available from Agile, and we'd be more than happy to put that information into your hands. So uh, a pretty simple topic today, but I think one that um, if you take some care in understanding the connections to your columns, you can really improve your chromatography. So with that, I am just going to say bye for now, and we will catch up with you all for, with more episodes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Peak Tales. For more information on what was discussed today, contact your local Agilent representative or go online to Agilent.com.